Psalm uh, 42, uh, see the choir master, a mass skill of the sons of Korah, is the title given to it. Hear the word of God. As the deer pants for flowing stream, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. What they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. With glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands a steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. They say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope to God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Grass withers and the flower fades, but scripture says the word of the Lord um, lasts forever. If you become a Christian, everything will be wonderful. Uh, your life will be changed, you'll experience a fullness of joy. Nothing will be able to get you down, because uh, you, you'll have something greater that will be able to, to overwhelm that. Uh, you'll always know the closeness of God's presence with you. You'll never feel alone, never feel abandoned. No longer hurt, or pain, or sadness. Uh, you can be secure, and confident, and happy all the time. Uh, Christ in the gospel will replace the sorrow with, with never-ending joy. And if, I appreciate some of the skeptical looks there. Um, if those comments are true, then, then why does this psalm exist? Why is this psalm in the Bible? Because we, we talk about things that way, or we're close to it. Um, if those things are true, then why does this psalm exist? Because it exists, and there's actually a lot of others like it, uh, calling out to God from a very low place. They could feel like, well, the psalmist just doesn't necessarily understand uh, the experience that we can have if we truly believe God, if we truly uh, trust in Jesus, right? But the psalm in the Bible, which means the, the actual author of it, the ultimate author of it, is, is God himself. It's the Holy Spirit that has written this psalm, and I think he understands what our experience of, in believing God is supposed to be like. Um, and he's inspired this for us to understand that from that place of, of almost despair and sorrow, the right place for us to be and a right place for us to call out to God from there. Um, 
statements that I, that I start off with, sometimes those are close to the truth, and in some context, they're, they're very close to the truth. Um, they're also very far away from the truth uh, when it comes to the truth of the psalm. Uh, the truth of the psalm is that you can pray from a place of deep sadness. When you don't feel the hope of the gospel, um, when you don't feel the encouragement of the gospel of Christ almost at all, it's good to pray. This is a place. Scripture is directing you, speaking to you in that place where the gospel seems foreign to you, where God seems distant and says, here, here's a prayer written out for you to express even that out to God that he delights out to hear. Um, Christ and his experience, right, experienced both joy but also sorrow. Uh, scripture says about Jesus at one point as he's approaching his death uh, that his soul was troubled. Right? Turn up within him. What does it say here? Um, the soul, why are you in turmoil within me? In agony, turn up. The same way. Um, and if Christ experienced sorrow, um, then we can expect those of us who are followers of Christ to experience not only the joy, but also uh, sorrow as we go through life. Well, I promise to be away from that. We shouldn't uh, expect to be. Right? To, to Christians, it's, it's told in Scripture to, that you should rejoice with those who rejoice, and you should also mourn with those who are mourning. Uh, because both motion, emotions are appropriate. Both ends of the spectrum are of emotions. are something that Christians should engage in, that Christians will feel, and we should respond, and even care for another in that. So put it this way, we'll, we'll go, we'll see this more, I think, as we go through it, but I'll, I'll try to put it this way. Um, you can look up when you're down. But you can look up to God when you're down in the sadness and the sorrow, the disappointment of life. And that in looking to God and calling out to Him from a place of not being encouraged in the gospel, God's not disappointed that you don't have your smile on. I think we're afraid of sometimes. And it doesn't mean that, you're, uh, that you've failed in the Christian life because you don't have that excitement and joy as, you, as you're calling out to him. Because uh, here it is, inspired by the Holy Spirit uh, in the Word, uh, written for us, for how to pray uh, before God. And the question I'll put to you is, put it this way, uh, when can you pray? There only certain times that you can pray, only certain emotions that you can pray from, when can you pray? Um, and more than that, when, when do you pray? What does that look like in your life? Are there other times and emotions that you go through and say, this is not something, I can't go to God from this place? Right? From, from guilt, why do we have psalms of confession? Uh, from sorrow, but we have things like this. When do you pray? Uh, even, even how do you pray uh, when you're down, when you're discouraged, and when God seems very far away? Uh, maybe even why would you bother? We'll go through this in a few different sides of it. Um, first, say it with a frown. Uh, however much you feel like you should always smile and be happy uh, with God, especially as you're coming into his presence, say it with a frown. Um, the only appropriate way to pray this psalm is to, is, is to pray it with a, with a frown. Um, with sadness for what's, what's been spoken, for what's going on. And sometimes the only honest way to pray from, from where you are and what emotions you're going through is to pray with a frown. Uh, maybe even to be praying with tears um, down your face. 
Um, God in the psalm calls you, instructs you. God in the psalm invites you uh, to say it with a frown. Now, there's a great song, uh, As the Deer. Some of you uh, may know that it's based on this psalm. Uh, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you. Right? Based on the song, uh, I've enjoyed that song a, a lot at times. And I've also, as I've come back to the psalm, I've realized that I'm kind of confused. Um, when it comes to that song, because, and I don't know if this was from the psalm or uh, from that song itself, with or, or just my own perspective. I don't know if it's the lyrical, melodic quality of that song or my own perspective as I come to it, but when I hear that song, uh, I hear it with, with a, a lot of positive connotation. Uh, here I am thirsting for God, and He's the one who satisfies me. He, he's the one who quenches my thirst, uh, fills me with living water so I'm overflowing because his love's been poured into me. Right? That's, that's kind of the connotation I always feel from reading that song. I'm reading that song, singing that song. It's, it's different when you come to the image here, right? Same words as you, as the deer pants for the water, so my, my soul uh, longs for you, O oh God, but but the image here is this different. It's not one of being satisfied, right? It's like, a, it's like a deer that's still very thirsty. A deer that's unquenched uh, in its thirst. Uh, that's unsatisfied. That's panting after the water. Uh, that's worn out from it. Uh, that's needing water in order to keep going or else it's going to be falling down or it's not going to be able to, uh, to go any further. This, this deer panting after the water to have any life. Um, I don't get to watch a lot of times. Maybe you've seen a deer when they're that thirsty, even you hunt them down. I don't get to see a deer you know, that thirsty that often. You know, maybe, maybe for me, I think of like a you know, hot summer day and the dog that's outside and he's already licked up the water bowl and you know, he sees you coming and, and, and there he is like you know, putting his nose out outside and the tongue's like down to the ground, right? Um, and there's not even that much slobber like all, dropping off the tongue anymore because he's already like worn out and, and wrestling through um, there's, there's no water. Um, I mean, I, I would think that, that if we're going to express uh, express the the song, uh, the song, and, and, and musically, we need some kind of like dissonance to it, or like stretched notes and then wavering, or I don't know, minor key. I don't know this stuff. But, but there's a different connotation uh, to it. I want you to look uh, as we go through the psalm. Look at how the psalmist describes the situation. Uh, things that he says about where he's at as he calls to God. Um, very quickly, as, as we read over, I hope you noticed that he feels very distant from God. He's not calling out for a place of closeness and intimacy with God. He feels distant with God. You have this uh, twice, this, this taunt uh, mentions that they say all the day long, where's your God? What, where is he? And it haunts him because he, he doesn't feel like he has an answer to it. He doesn't feel like he can see. Here's what God's doing in my life that I can show. He's here and taking care of me. Where is he? Feels distant. There's no answer. Right? A lot of the Psalms, it's, it's here. I called out to, the God, to, to my God and flipped over a couple of uh, pages. Psalm 40. Uh, I, my, uh, wait, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. But he answered me. All the way through the psalm, you don't, you don't hear God answering you. You say, and then God answered me, and here's, here's what happened. It's, where is he? 
I don't see him uh, in my life. He doesn't feel God present in his life at all. He feels abandoned. He kind of is longing to be in God's presence. When, uh, when shall I appear before God, he says. But he doesn't have any date that he feels like that's going to happen. Um, he remembers times of closeness in worship, right? As you look at verse 4, he says, I, I remember these things, how I would go with the throng. How I was together with God's people, uh, leading the procession of worship as we went into the house of God. Uh, the celebration that it was, right? This, this, uh, this, this multitude-keeping festival, glad shouts and songs of praise. I remember how close I was with God, how intimate together with God's people as we went into His presence. That's not where He is now. It's almost like if you're in the desert when you're... Uh, haven't had any water and your lips and your mouth are parsed and dry and you can, you can imagine the taste of a water droplet on your lips but to do so just hurts because it's a reminder that it's not there. Uh, he pours out his soul and uh, remember those times of worship and now he it seems like he feels more hurt by God's hand. I see the way and he talks about it in verse 7. It's kind of hard. Deep to deep call, uh, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Is God in control? Yes. Yeah, God's God's in control, um, even over the deep, even over the waters. Uh, but the sound of what He's doing is overwhelming. Um, and in fact, He feels He feels Himself drowning under the weight of the ocean of God's providence. The waves and your, and your breakers are washing over me. He's discouraged. Um, you can say he was, he's depressed, right? Five, verse 5, verse 11. Uh, my soul, why are you cast down? Why are you in turmoil within me? He's in a very low place. Right? If he was going into the psychiatrist, he'd be able to be prescribed out some meds, meds for the situation, right? Um, verse 9, uh, he goes around, uh, goes around mourning. The oppression of the enemy. He can't get out of. He can't get his, get himself out of the grief, out of the hurt. Walks around in that morning. Seems at times that the emotional pain is at least as bad as the as the physical pain. The way he describes it, uh, verse ten, right? He describes it. It's like a deadly wound in my bones, as if a sword's been jabbed in, gone through the flesh, and breaking into the bone itself. Uh, that's how much emotional agony is for him. That's how bad uh, it feels. The turmoil within me, the stomach tied in knots, not being able to have any, any rest, it hurts not to be in that kind of sorrow. And there's, I think it's just a powerful expression in verse 3, uh, right? My tears. My tears have been my food day and night. Uh, can't hold back from the outpouring of emotion uh, and tears. Instead of food, this is what sustains him, right? There's not the appetite there, but what sustains him is being able to let it all come out again, um, crying incessantly, um, overwhelmed with sorrow. Uh, even what feels to me like the, like the lowest uh, point of it in verse 9, feeling completely abandoned, um, inspired by the Spirit, right? I say to God, my rock... Why have you forgotten me? You've forgotten me. Are we allowed to say that to God? Yeah. Why, why have you forgotten me? 
Right? Do you ever feel like God has forgotten you? I think a lot of these things we can relate to where the psalmist at. Sometimes more than others, we can relate to it. Feeling like God God's left us out when every when you're graduating, they're looking for summer jobs, whatever when everyone else is, is finding a job and you can't find anything, has God just forgotten me? Um other people have enough uh, money, and you always feel like you're, you're strapped. Uh, your friends are hanging out, and you just feel lonely. You're like, who, who's God have uh, for me to encourage me? Do I have family to support them? Family feels like it spells trouble uh, to you. Um, others are doing well in the classes. You feel like you can't make the grade. Others, maybe it's just you go to the prayer fellowship, and other people seem excited when they pray. That's not what you are. How come they get to feel excited and encouraged and praying these things and you feel disconnected? Has God just forgotten you? Has He left you out? Now, that's not always where you are. Sometimes it is. It's not always how you feel, but sometimes. I think most of us can at least remember times when we felt close to God, intimate close to God and the joy of His presence and then also stop at other times and go, where did I go? I remember that time of excitement, but, but where, where's God now? Um, some of you know what it means for tears to be your food day and night. Uh, some of you may, may be there now or at other times, or some of you wish you had the, the space to be able to, to let it go like that, to, to process your emotions. Sometimes you can see God working in your life. Other times you can't. It feels like where, where is God? Uh, listen, in a world that's been broken by sin, that's the way that Scripture describes it, is, is our world, us, and everything in it, 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 it's not the way it's supposed to be. It's messed up. It's broken. It's failing. And we're failing in it with our sins and, and hurting one another. In a world that's broken by sin, there's a lot of good reason to be down. There's a lot of, not just valid excuses, but good reason that ought to put you in a place where you're sad, where you're discouraged. Um, because of the way... Your life is because of the way the world is. When you're experiencing that pain and that hurt, that sorrow, that depression, um, it's appropriate to pray with a frown. It's appropriate to come to a passage like this and speak to God saying, why have you forgotten me? It hurts to feel, to, to feel the, the, uh, the, the, the accusation against me, where is, where is your God? Who is he? Is, he? is he there to take care of you? Um, let me say as well, this uh, applies to you at times. I think it does but to most of us at, at times. Um, please don't fake it. Um, don't fake happiness or don't fake constant happiness because you feel like that's what you're uh, supposed to produce if you're a Christian and then before God or around other people. Um, uh, please, please stop thinking. That's not what it means to be Christian. It's not what Jesus' experience was like. It's not what the, what the Psalms uh, express for us. And it, and it hurts a lot of other people. Stand around and go, man, it hurts for me. And this person never, never seems to they hurt. Why, why don't I? Why don't I get that? Um, it's not good for yourself because you're you're telling you're trying to tell yourself that you're so happy that things are things are good and, and inside it's still cutting at you. You need to come to God from that place. Um, uh, I think that's the far as I, listen. It dishonors the name of Christ. 
because his gospel and what he's done for you is enough, even from that place of deep sorrow. Um, and, and please don't go like for other people who aren't Christians on the campus and, and feel like you've got to be happy and have your Christian smile on and, and have it together. Because um, it dishonors Christ. He's met you in your sorrow uh, and, and gives you a place to express that sorrow, even to him. Um, I don't need to deny it. Listen, uh, don't just be one-sided on it. It's great to be happy when you're happy. I want you to be happy when you're happy. Smile when you're happy. It's great to be happy when you're happy, but when you're sad, it's great to be sad. Um, in the psalm, God teaches us, uh, no, matter, no matter how much good manners seem to warrant a smile, um, when we're down, we can come to God. We can express how we feel, and we can say it with a frown. God wants to hear specifically that prayer from us when we're sad. The point is more than just honestly expressing how you feel. That's part of the first part of it. It's more than just honestly expressing how you, how you feel. First, say it with a frown. Secondly, look up when you're down. If, right, if you're stuck in a pit, if you're stuck in a hole, some low place, uh, any, any help that you're going to have is going to come from, from above you. Um, you need to look up for it. When you're, when you're down, uh, when you're sad emotionally, look up to God for Him to reach down and help you. That's what you see in the psalmist. Uh, when he feels like God's forgotten him and he's expressing all of this, where's he looking? He's looking up to God. He, he's, he's saying to God, it feels like you've forgotten me. You're my rock. I say to God, my rock, I take my refuge in you. This is the place where I'm safe. And, and, and I've I got no safety. I've got no refuge. Where are you? Have you forgotten me? Um, calling out to God even in complaint. God in the psalm teaches us to look up when you're down. Now, mainly I want to focus on the refrain that you see repeated, right? It's in verse, verse 5, again, it's in, uh, it's in verse 11. I want to focus on that. But, but first, just even just notice the way that the psalmist speaks about God throughout. Right? Throughout all the verses, the, just different things that he says as he, as he talks about uh, God. He because he doesn't feel like God is present. He doesn't feel like God loves him or is taking care of him or is providing for what he needs. But how does he speak about God? Still is the one that he looks up to. Uh, right? He's still afraid. You see, my God. I call him the living God. He uses the covenant on name uh, for the Lord. Um, he, he speaks. He feels like he's not experiencing it. He speaks of his steadfast love. Right. When, when sadness and doubt would cause faith to give way, he pushes forward and claims God as his own. Uh, he looks to him and looks alone for help to him. Right. He prays, if I can put it this way, he prays not merely by sight, not merely by what he feels, uh, but also by faith, trusting, leaning on God in his despair. Um, 
don't think I said it yet, but I'm indebted to uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones any time that I come to this uh, psalm uh, uh, for being able to appreciate this song. Uh, one of my favorite books has been really helpful for me. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones is uh, Spiritual Depression. I love to recommend that book to people because they would be like, here, you should read this book. And if you weren't depressed before I recommend that book to you, and then you're like, oh. Okay, that's what I, um, but it's really a great and encouraging book. You should all read it. Um, but uh, the opening chapter of that, uh, of that book, he, he starts with a psalm, and particularly, uh, particularly this refrain. Right, the emphasis of the psalm is on the refrain in verse 5 and verse 11. And there's two sides to it, right? Why are you cast down on my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And there's two sides. There's this question, and then there's, there's an answer. And the second side is an answer. And the question encourages you uh, to engage in your emotions. Right? Why are you cast down? Why are you in turmoil uh, within me? It's not healthy just to repress those feelings because you don't like them. I don't, I don't really like to feel sad. Right? If, I, if I'm watching a movie and I can tell it's going to like turn really down, I don't really want to keep watching. I'd rather the movie's going to pick me up or something. It's not healthy to sort of repress feelings because you, you don't like them. You don't just put on a different expression so that you can get through it. Um, you shouldn't disguise your emotions. Just something else or just frustrated or mad but I'm really like hurting because of this. You shouldn't hide from them. Uh, instead, you should admit how you're feeling and also ask, why? Why, why am I feeling this way that I'm feeling? Um, you're not allowing your emotions to control you when you're doing that. You're, you're acknowledging them, but you're looking at why you feel what you feel. Let me say that's a, it's a very healthy process to engage your emotions. It's not always an easy question to answer. Sometimes you're sad, you say, why am I sad? You know exactly what the reason is. In a particular situation that happened, the comment that someone made, uh, the person that wasn't there, whatever that happened. Um, other times, um, you don't know the answer. And I'm sad, why am I sad? Some didn't give it like, here's this particular thing that happened. We're not, sometimes you're asking that question, you're going, man, I don't know, I need to ask that question, but I don't know. But, and it doesn't make it not true to not have that answer. He asked you, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? First, of course, the question, but he also gives the, the answer to it. He doesn't just ask that question. He's speaking to himself, right? <clears throat> um, and he speaks encouragement. He gives a bigger answer, right? To the sorrow, to the discouragement, the depression, the despair, the answers, hope. You're discouraged and despairing, but hope in God. I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God, he says, right? Now notice, he's not saying deny what you're feeling and just hope in God anyway, right? Uh, deny that you're sad and, and be hopeful Be hopeful instead because that will be better for you. Um, he's saying it's good to be looking within yourself, but you also have to look outside yourself. Um, there's real reason for hope outside yourself, there's truth in what you're feeling, but that truth of what you're feeling isn't the only thing that's true. Um, and the psalmist is telling himself to lean on the truth of who God is. Because there's real hope in Him. Uh, my salvation and my God. 
ultimately, and, uh, and, and Lloyd-Jones, again, especially brought this out uh, for me, reminding yourself of the gospel. It's what you see the psalmist doing here. Uh, Lloyd-Jones puts it this way. He says, he says, we do too much listening to ourselves. All the time we're listening to ourselves, listening to ourselves of, of, of how we're feeling and what, what different things are going on. We need to not only listen to ourselves, we also need to talk to ourselves. That's what you see the psalmist doing in that refrain, right? He begins talking to himself. Why are you this way? And here's, here's what you need to hope in. We need to talk to ourselves sometimes. Essentially, as others have put it as well, uh, we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves uh, daily. Reminding ourselves of who God is, of what he's done in Christ. And there's reason to hope, even though I don't see it and I don't feel it right now. There's something outside of what I feel that God has accomplished in history, promises he made, things that he has done and will do. Hey, I let myself hope in that. I need to tell myself, the gospel applies to me. Lean on it. Lean on Christ. In our sorrow, there's still reason for hope because of the gospel. Right? He, he's a God who, the scripture says, will, will not cast off forever. That we'd feel cast down. A God who forgives transgression, who keeps his promise. A God who loves us in our sin, whose, whose steadfast love really does endure forever. A God who shows us before the foundation of the world in Christ, setting his love on us, who, who sent his son uh, out of his love uh, to redeem us buy us back to himself to give us hope, to give us reason for something more than discouragement, which is all that's apart from from Christ. Reconciled us to himself uh, through Jesus' death on our behalf. He took us into his family as sons, privileged in his household, provided for. Romans uh, 5 puts it, it means that there is hope And there's hope that does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. It's hope that does not put us to shame. Not just denying your feeling or or even though I'm sad, I'm going to be hopeful anyway. It's hope that you can be confident in. It's not going to let you down or put you to shame. It's true even when our sadness is true. Uh, what we're feeling isn't all. And it's, and it's not the end. Uh, there's reasons to look up because Christ went down into the grave but was raised up, uh, ascended up into heaven and is reigning, and he will come down to us. Uh, he's promised to come down to come uh, down to us and make all things right. And there's a time that we can hope in uh, confidently because God has promised that where he will eventually end all sorrow. Um, where he'll mend uh, the brokenness and make it right. There will be no more mourning, a reason for grief or sadness. So, so even if we do continue in sadness or depression um, for, for decades, lifelong, still that's not the end. Apply the gospel in that discouragement and say, hope in God, he's prepared a better ending. An ending where we will uh, praise him and be able to praise him again, no longer feeling, even feeling separated from him. New heavens and the new earth. Our God is our salvation, a God who saves even when we don't see it. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my God, my salvation and my God. 
even when you're down, especially when you're down, look up. Look up to God. Hope in God who lifts up those who are down. There's still a little bit more to the psalm uh, as well. Uh, first, say it with a frown. Uh, second, look up when you're down. Uh, and third, keep going around. I couldn't help it. I was just wrong with that. Okay, that's not me. Uh, say it with a frown. Look up when you're down. Uh, keep going around. I hope that helps you remember it. Um, there's some things in life that you only need to do once. Um, and other things, it's a repetition, right? Um, if, you, if you get on the bike and you turn the pedal once, the bike will start moving they'll start rolling, right? For, for a little bit and then it stops. You want to actually ride the bike, you got to keep, keep going around. Press, press the pedals, press the pedals, uh, and keep on going. Um, I think our tendency, my tendency, uh, is to take a very short-sighted look at sorrow. Um, sometimes we do this to ourselves with what we're going through. Sometimes as we're, as we're dealing with others, um, you're... We kind of feel like, look, okay, you're talking to someone else, like, all right, you're sad, but look, there's, there's hope in the gospel. See, here's this hope in the gospel. Okay, got it? Done, right? Wrong. Okay, just, just not the way we go about, uh, about our experience, not the way God's made us to work. Um, deep sorrow usually persists. Um, and, and if it's gone for a little bit, it kind of tends to come back to the surface, right here. Um, that's why there's a refrain in the psalm. Uh, it's repeated for us again. It's not just said once, um, because we need to keep repeating it to ourselves. Again, all right, not to deny our feelings, but to affirm that there's more that's also true. God's teaching us uh, to keep going around and applying the gospel to our sorrow. Uh, the psalmist says it once in, in verse 5, hope in God. And then... Right after that, he says, my soul is downcast within me. H- hadn't changed much. In fact, he goes into it and describes uh, more further aspects of it. Why have you forgotten me? Uh, again, this, this where is my God. He seems to be in the same place, if not, if not worth. It wasn't enough to have just heard the gospel once. Uh, it needs to be continually applied. Uh, continually applied to our hearts. Um, he continues in the second half of the psalm, going through it more until the psalm closes again with the full refrain. Because he's still needing it. There's even more than that. Um, even when we think that, that maybe it's enough, there's still more. Uh, if, you, if you look at Psalm 43, right, it's as, it's as if the, the writer of the psalm, or maybe it's someone else that said, you know what, this is a great psalm, and this was helpful for me, but I need a third verse. Um, I, 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 I'm still struggling in it. I need it to go on uh, again. Uh, perhaps in his own life, the psalmist found deeper issues still persisting. Um, Certainly, God, as he cared for his people and his church, could see further need for, the, for his people to grapple with ongoing depression. So if you look at Psalm 43, it um, continues the complaint. It keeps going with the very same complaint, and it ends with the, with the same refrain. Again, um, uh, why, are you, uh, why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me 43.5 hope in God for I shall again praise him my salvation and my God same thing as he's gone through it again it keeps going around it keeps going around I continuing to need to apply uh, the gospel uh, to our hurt 
to our sorrow. I mean, how often really do we look for the quick fix? Ah, uh, because that'd be nice. I like the quick fix. It just makes it, hey, I'm happy today again. This is good. Um, how often do we look for the easy answer? Or maybe, maybe sometimes we just get frustrated with ourselves because we're in the same funk again, right? I was discouraged last week, and then, you know, people around, had stuff going on, it was good, and then now I'm down again. Why am I down again? I thought I, I, thought I worked my way out of this. How often do we want to give up? Get off the rod, stop going around. How often uh, do we feel like, like okay, there, that's, that's enough to solve the problem. Uh, I've heard the gospel, I've seen how this matters, so what are, now I can get out of depression, and, I, and I'm good. I want to find ourselves... Um, thinking right back into it again. Um, that's, the way, that's the way it works in the fallen world. That's the way you should expect for yourself to be. It's the way you should expect for your friends to be. Whether you see them struggling or not, they are. Um, while the world is still broken, uh, while we're still waiting for Christ to return, uh, the reasons for sorrow persist. They're still there. Um, and we're in continual need for a reminder of the gospel. Uh, keep going around your struggle, expressing the pain, asking, why is it there? But looking beyond your own feelings to, to hope in God and, and continuing then to, to start back around again and again. And the psalm teaches us a pattern of gospel help. It teaches us to pray from a place of deep sorrow. Well, the song's not exactly a, exactly a pick-me-up. Um, I hope it's still an encouragement to you. I hope it's a, a help uh, to you. Um, remember this for yourself. Um, when you're low, when you're hurting, when you're depressed, remember it not just for yourself. Uh, remember for others. Uh, people that are open to you about how they're hurting, uh, people that never seem to talk about it. Um, pray for them, encourage them, remind them of the gospel. I think somehow in our culture it seems that we're kind of like surprised by sorrow. Man, why am I, how come, I'm, how come this is hard? How come I'm, I'm sad and these things hurt? Uh, you know, like, all right, because we have you know, a lot of affluence and things we want and things around us. We feel like all this stuff's supposed to make us happy, and then you know, we're not escaping the curse. It's still there. Um, we shouldn't be surprised um, by our sorrow. We kind of think that it shouldn't exist. Um, it, it does exist. Uh, in the Christian life, it remains uh, firmly present. Um, so in our prayers, in your prayers and in my prayers, it should remain present and expressed uh, before God. Uh, and, and, and hear this. God delights to hear that prayer. God delights to hear that prayer, like from this psalm that says, I'm hurting. I feel like, God, you're not there for me. I feel like you've forgotten me. I feel like I don't see the help. All, all I know is sorrow, and it consumes me and overwhelms me, and I know you're in control of all this stuff, but all the stuff that I've seen you do just weighs me down, and I don't see the way out. Uh, why am I this way? Help me hope in this. Uh, God delights uh, for you to pray to him, call out to him with that complaint. Uh, from that place of deep discouragement, even depression. Uh, stick with you. Come back to the psalm. 
back to the psalm often, come back to the psalm uh, for honest prayer, uh, for it to remind you to say it with a frown um, when you're sad, to remind you to look up uh, when you're down that there's more than just what you're feeling. And God gives help to that in the gospel. And to keep going around because it's a constant process. Uh, Jesus is enough for our sadness. For us to come to him in the darkest places of depression. Um, and he promises eventually to bring us out of it. But to sustain us while we're in it.